Uh, oh my it, god. Lay down. Lay down like a corpse. We'll take photos of you. Welcome to Santa Crooked. We're not uh, in a car today. We're not in a car. Ellie's yeah. about to jump up behind me. Or just stick her nose directly on the microphone. Hello. Hello. Ellie is Jenna's dog. <laughs> She's our first guest. I, like, uh, I just I keep mm-hmm. picturing her as a child. Ellie's nose is on my microphone. Aw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She is our mascot. uh so yeah this is sitting crooked the podcast about the uncomfortable it is that because you love it and i'm angie and you love us (laughs) we love us so you have to love us that's That's how it works yeah that's yeah Yeah. it sounds completely sane and normal absolutely (laughs) um i don't think we have any updates no updates but i had a couple follow-ups Oh, right. Yes, you did. Okay, so first first follow-up. My sister messaged me the other day and was like, oh, I'm catching up on your podcast, and I just listened to the episode on accidental awareness. She was like, it makes me think of that time I had knee surgery and woke up and realized that um, I'm allergic to morphine (laughs) and that it doesn't have any effect on me. Is she a redhead? No, she's not a redhead. No, she's not. not. No, she's like... (laughs) She's a dark, dark brown of the non-strawberry variety. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah, she had, she like tore her ACL, MCL and her meniscus and she had surgery and she woke up and they realized that the morphine had no effect on her. Oh. So she was without, she was knocked out for the surgery, but she wasn't on any pain meds. Ah. <laughs> so she woke up and was just like, Bruh! oh no. Yeah. So there's that. So even oh. if you don't wake up during surgery, you can still wake up after surgery and realize that things haven't gone right. Oh, God, there's just no end. There's no end to the suffering. Life is pain. Speaking <laughs> of suffering. So I was thinking about the um, last last week, week before, the episode on the uh, torture devices with the Spanish donkey. Yeah. So I was, was like, why, why does that sounds so familiar like that feeling that when I was curling in on myself like a snail like you know what it is it's because (laughs) when I was in elementary school I would always go to the park I had a lot I had a lot of guy friends and we'd always go to the park and play like grounders and like all that kind of shit oh I remember grounders yeah and um the our park like the gymnasium thing had how do I describe it it's like one of those ladders that's an arch does that make sense I think so it's like a half a rainbow but it has rungs on it yeah 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 so I was on one of those (laughs) oh no I can feel it (laughs) I can feel it's about to happen (laughs) I was on one of those and I was at the park with like four of my guy friends and I slid down and I landed crotch on the bottom rung, just ah. like, bam. And yeah. it just, 
I felt my soul cringe. Ah, uh, I can feel my folds cringe. All the fold cringing. But oh. of course, like, I was just, like, on the ground doing that scream thing where you don't make any sound because you're in so much pain. And of course, <laughs> like, my guy friends don't know, and I can't be like, I just landed really hard on my crotch, and that hurts girls for some reason. I thought that only hurt guys. <laughs> so, like, there's no sensitivity there on women, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> you're no. a child. Yeah. Oh, no. So anyways, when <laughs> I was trying to figure out what I'm like, I know I'm remembering something as you're describing the Spanish donkey. And I'm like, that's what it is. I bet that's when it <laughs> starts. That's what it feels like. I don't like that. Yeah, I don't like that you experienced that. And I just want to cuddle little baby Jenna. I appreciate your empathy. <laughs> um, and then one last thing is the, the corpse flower thing. The corpse plant opened up. At the zoo. What? Do you know about the corpse plant? Uh, no. It's like this big plant flower thing that only blooms once every like 32 years or something. Oh, shit. But it gives off, when it blooms, it gives off a very strong odor and it smells like rotting flesh. Oh. And the reason it does this is to attract like beetles and bugs and stuff because i think it's like a dead body or whatever that they can feed on or whatever um so the reason it does this is because it needs to attract enough bugs to come and pollinate it again oh fuck that's so gross but awesome <laughs> right Ooh. so they they just opened up at the toronto zoo they opened up um an exhibit for this corpse flower thing <sighs> and you can go smell it oh that's... heart's content Oh, God. Pregnancy powers would not like that. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Ew. That's so... I... I, I want to... I kind of want to go. <laughs> like, I know what a gross vagina smells like. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be on the same page. <laughs> I feel like there's just a bitterness that will have a similarity to this flower. Yeah, like that and feet, like a tartness. Yeah, like, a like a sour, weird fishy sour tart. <laughs> you know, the fishy sour tarts. <laughs> That's right. Fishy yeah. sour tarts. Yeah. Well, well yeah, those, those are all the things that are things in my life. Oh, I, uh, we've missed a lot. <laughs> I know. Oh. Two weeks is too long. I know. That's it. It is it's been very weird. The weeks have gone like the days have gone by really quickly, but it feels like when I think about how time is going, it's very slow. Mm. Like it feels like it's been forever since I've seen Jenna, but the days are going like shoo, 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 shoo. we had it's, a fake fight. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we didn't know who started it or who was mad at who. <laughs> There's just this one day where we're like, are we mad at each other? I don't <laughs> I don't I think we are, but it feels like we are. I haven't talked to you in a day, and I, I don't know how to feel. I need to know how you're feeling so I know how I'm feeling. <laughs> we have to feel the same. We're joined in the feels. This is how cycles sync, people. <laughs> um, oh, I missed you too. <laughs> huh. uh, so speaking of corpses... Ooh. Today, you're going to talk about 
Ellie. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about postmortem photography. Oh. Yeah. I thought <laughs> I thought you were gonna say postmortem depression. <laughs> no. One, I don't think that's possible. And if it is, isn't that just grief? <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Listen. Postmortem photography. Okay. Yeah. Tell me. Uh, okay. So it's exactly what it sounds like. It's the practice of uh, photographing the recently deceased. Uh, it's thought to help with grieving. Um, it's a visual representation of that person uh, at a time, usually the Victorian area, at a, at a time when... Um, Everybody was dying. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Everybody had their, you know, their their card punched really early. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a way to remember the deceased. Uh, and it was considered, these photographs were considered family's most precious possessions. Ew, they're wrong. Right? <laughs> um, so now... Has, go ahead. At this point, has photography been invented? Or is it like... Paintings. Yes. <laughs> okay, I forgot. I forgot the date you gave me, so I'm just picturing the days where you had to stay still for six hours for a painting. <laughs> Ellie, can you stop, please? Um, so photography has been invented by this point. Yeah, it was the 19th okay. century. It wasn't that long ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's only a couple hundred years. Jeez. <laughs> um, yeah, so popular in the 19th century. Now it's most commonly used in pathology and police work and forensics, um, mm -hmm. although not as pretty, <laughs> which I'll get into. Um, yeah, no makeup. Yeah. Not, not even that. <laughs> well, yeah, kind of that. Shut up. I'm getting to it. Okay. <laughs> <Shut okay. up. laughs> uh, so let's call it old timey photography had a, uh, there was a long exposure time, um, which made the dead easy subjects to photograph. <laughs> well, yeah. Cause they're not, they don't move a whole lot. <laughs> no, they just kind of like start just, leaning a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you just got to prop them up. And then like, it's like when, you know, your great uncle Al falls asleep during a family picture. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Did I tell you about the time when we were buying our house and we went to the lawyer and our lawyer fell asleep while we were meeting with him, signing the paperwork? <laughs> yes, but I forgot about that. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah, we were signing the paperwork and he started, like, snoring in the middle <laughs> of our meeting. Oh, my God. And my God. husband, like, Thomas looked at me and he was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, did he just die in front of us? Are we, are we a witness to that? Like, he's a lawyer. Like, he's got lawyer friends. We're fucked. Um, but then we found out that he had hip replacement surgery and he was on some heavy meds. Oh. <laughs> so our house is totally legit. Did you did you wake him up or what did you do? I don't remember. <laughs> Thomas was a, Thomas woke him up, but he was very nice about it. He was uh, like, he um, would be. um, excuse me. <laughs> Instead of like a what the fuck? Wake up, old man. <laughs> Just yell fire really loud. <laughs> oh, God. I don't even know if that would rouse him. <laughs> Just let me go. I'm in a world of pain. Aw. Ugh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> easy uh, subjects. Yeah, easy subjects. So it was thought to have, um, like, these photos... Uh, were better than trinkets or clothing or any other little mem mementos of the living. 
um, to remember them by. Makes sense. So the whole process and the evolution of this type of photography began with the loved one in a casket. Um, usually loved ones were kept in the house, uh, in the parlor for a time for the family to mourn. Oh. Uh, so <laughs> just imagine coming down for breakfast and like Aunt Mabel's sitting in her casket, just like, oh, hey, Aunt, Aunt May, we're just going to have some <laughs> toast. <laughs> well, it's like, well, it's like when we were talking about uh, Carl Tanzler. Yeah. And how he, like, kept his woman propped up and he's just feeding her applesauce and it's just pouring down her chin. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, she's a vegetable. <laughs> she's not. Ugh. Veggies for your veggie. Veggies for your veggie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well. <laughs> um. Uh, so the images represented a tangible keepsake. Oh, I mentioned that already. Uh, that the family could hold on to. So... Unfortunately, children were the were often um, the ones who suffered an early death uh, in this yeah. period. So all of the con- uh, consum- like tuberculosis, um, all these different diseases that we now have cures for, um, were killing all these kids at a young age. Um, so there was a lot of photography involving the mother of these children. Um, so to keep the child positioned properly, the mother would be seated. Uh, a sheet would be placed over her head and body. And oh. she, yeah. And she would hold the child. So she was kind of like the stand hold, like the, she would be keeping the kid in position. But yeah, she she's didn't want to be. Yeah. She didn't want to be in the photo, which I. I oh. Yeah. I, which I kind of get. Yeah. Um, because if you're mourning, you don't necessarily want to be seen like there's some photos that have the mother there and some that don't um and this type of photography where you can just see like either the mother's arms or just like a sheet kind of creepily holding a child um it's called uh, like the technique is called the hidden mother Mm. which just sounds really creepy and ghost-like yeah Uh, so um there uh, i'll send you a couple photos after but it was really when you actually look at them, it's really fucking creepy because it just, it looks like something out of a, a movie. Like when someone's looking at some old timey photos and something just looks a little off and it, except it's actually real. Well, it's like when you see those um, vintage Halloween costumes. What do you mean? Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, I'll, I'll send you some pictures later, but it's like <laughs> the Halloween costumes that old-timey people used to use to dress up as, and they're just the creepiest fucking things on the planet. Uh, okay. Yay. Yay. So, um, there were a few early Photoshop techniques involved, you know, with their old-timey computers run on Steam, and (laughs) (laughs) they had had to kind of crank it to get it to go. Their (laughs) windmill-powered Photoshop. (laughs) The early days of Adobe. I'm just Make your sister look beautiful in death. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so photography eventually evolved to a point um, where the photographer would actually paint on uh, like things like rosy cheeks or mm. paint on eyes so that they were open if um, if the eyeballs wouldn't quite oh stay open. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, and this happened shortly after the photo was developed and before the photo was given to the family. 
Um, so stands similar to the mother, um, st- <laughs> cause your mother's just a stand in yeah. <laughs> stands her draped to disguise, uh, any, um, like supports they would use to hold up the corpse, like whether mm-hmm. it was a, an adult or a child. Um, and it was used to create a more lifelike image. So it looked oh, like they good. were actually sitting comfortably rather than sitting crooked. Ha <laughs> ha. I have an idea. I have an idea. Why don't we just take a fucking picture of these people while they're still alive? And then that will be your keepsake. You don't know when your child's going to die. You just put (laughs) it in a drawer until they die. And then you take it out when they do. Well, I mean, it wasn't like it was a fast process. But (laughs) still. I think think taking pictures of your kids when they're dead (laughs) might be easier in some cases, than taking pictures of them when they're alive to get them to Ugh. sit still. Ugh. Uh, weak. Um, you, just, you just give them some extra teething whiskey. <laughs> right. Right. We're in the old times. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, I've stopped teething four years ago. Drink your Shut teething up. whiskey. <laughs> Shut up, you still bitching. <laughs> apparently it's old timey in new york <laughs> i like it <laughs> good <laughs> i think we would do well there oh god we would be so afraid and alone <laughs> <laughs> um i've never been to new york i have no idea neither have i oh road trip <laughs> get the camera we're taking pictures of corpses in new york <laughs> oh um so family photos were a thing as well. It wasn't just a picture of the corpse to remember like, oh, the solemn image of our dead child or our dead uncle or whatever. It was like, let's get the whole family involved. Oh, <laughs> um, good. And, yeah. And like, we'll just plop the corpse between us and we'll all sit on the couch and smile and pretend we're having a good old time. The pretty um, bunch. <laughs> so parents had pictures taken beside their deceased children. Um, they would have sometimes the youngest, uh, child would be in the coffin uh, with the family surrounding sometimes brothers and sisters would pose beside their deceased sibling like either playing or just kind of having their like weird solemn 19th century no smiley faces on mm-hmm. um their passport so- photos <laughs> yeah don't <laughs> smile don't you dare smile don't make me get the whiskey like, no wonder <laughs> everyone looks like a fucking terrorist. It's like, don't smile. You're not allowed. Oh, it was, but the reason they did this was that it represented the family as a whole, instead of identifying like this one person is dead mm-hmm. um, and drawing attention to that. It's like, this is our complete family before we have to kind of break it apart and bury one of them. Yeah. Um. So I mentioned before, like there were a lot of kids that died uh, in this time period and infant death photos were extremely popular um, and they would be hung in the foyer, the foyer (laughs) Um, or the parlor of the, like a main area of the house so that anybody who came through could see them and they would acknowledge the fact that, you know, this was our, um, this was our baby or this was our uncle or whatever. Like we, we can't forget them. They're part of our family. Yeah. Sometimes spouses would be taken uh, beside each other, like one alive, one dead. Oh, 
Yeah, so um, it was, and I the idea was to prove your devotion to your past or your lost loved one and be like, I will sit with this weird corpse of my former husband to remember him by. That's sad. That makes me think of our Death Society episode and how we were talking about, like, when people go up and touch the corpse during visitation. Right. Except this Mm. way they have to, like, position them awkwardly, like, put his cold, dead hand on your thigh and just let... The magic happened. Just close your eyes and think of England. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, um, yeah, and that—that that was one of the like I've got questions for you after I say Ooh. my bit, but um, I'm pretty close to it anyway. So, how would you feel about doing that with Josh? Given the, I mean, the time period is obviously very different. Um, our society mourns in a very different way than they did back then because we have such a thing as medicine that you know keeps all our infants from fucking dying all over the place (laughs) and digital cameras (laughs) and digital cameras so that the process doesn't take like 700 hours but yeah um if that was the only thing you had to remember josh by would you do it that's so tough and that's and that's kind of where my head started going when i was like oh remember death society because that's exact i was just Picturing us like not even posed in chairs, but just laying down and just clinging to him, like just Aww. wanting him to be alive. Oh, and that being documented, like that's what I pictured immediately when you're talking about spouses. Oh, Jesus. Oh, uh, I. Or would I you... mean? Sorry, go ahead. No, that's okay. I don't. I want you to finish your thought. Oh, it wasn't really anything. Oh, okay. If if that's too difficult a question, would you keep a photo of him deceased? Not necessarily alive, because I mean, like, now we look at, we try and celebrate life. Everything's a celebration of life if you go to a funeral or, you know, I was going to call it an after party. And it's definitely <laughs> not the word I wanted to use. After party. But we, we look at all these pictures of, like, at a birthday or smiling or having fun or on a boat or whatever. Um, whereas this was like, no, we're going to like lock them in death in this photo. And that's how we are going to remember them like dead, but half alive kind of thing. So would you keep a photo of dead Josh? I think, I think I would, I think it would largely depend on how he died. Oh, Right? Because if it was like, you know, if it was kind of his time and maybe it was in his sleep or something like that, you know what I mean? Then yeah, maybe if he got mowed over by a (laughs) freaking like semi truck or something, then probably not. Um, You know, if he died in a hospital covered in tubes and with not a gas mask, the other thing, oxygen, I guess it is a gas mask (laughs) with oxygen, you know what I mean? Just like that hospital state then probably not yeah i i wouldn't be opposed to it though because i think i think my because i'm so visual and i'm as someone said at work have a borderline photogenic memory (laughs) (laughs) a lot of um (laughs) scenes as it were from my life like imprint in my brain very well yeah. And very clearly in a lot of detail. 
So I think that I would hang on to that image in my head anyways. So if I had an image maybe I could look at, I wouldn't be as... Um, I w not compelled isn't the right word. Like I wouldn't necessarily feel pressured to hang on to that mental image. Oh, okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because you wouldn't have to recall his face because you would have it. Yeah, it, it's like, it's going to sound weird, but it's like when you know you have to pick something up from the grocery store. It's like, it's constantly kind of in the back of your mind. And every once in a while, you're like, tomatoes, I have to get tomatoes, tomatoes, I have to get tomatoes. But if you know it's on a list, you don't think about it because you're like, oh, it's on the grocery list. Yeah. I'll yeah. think about it when I have to think about it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm wondering if, if it'll kind of be like that. Ah, oh, so it's kind of like a reserve. Yeah. Summer. You kind of pull from it when you need to. Yeah, exactly. It's ROM, not RAM. Maybe it's RAM, not ROM. I don't know. Thomas! <laughs> Help. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just thought, I just thought of, um, not to, not to lighten the weight of the subject, but when you <laughs> the photogenic memories, all I could think of is like a nice, like, cloudy image and like a photo album opening that says photogenic memories on it and it's like all these <laughs> pictures of like dead people <laughs> and their families <laughs> photogenic <laughs> memories like very tim burton kind of mismatch like the super happy music playing and it's all these weird dark twisty scenes going yeah <laughs> photogenic memories of a scrapbook <laughs> There's lots of fun, fun music happening. There's pumpkins like singing. Dandelion <laughs> stickers are sticking on the photos <laughs> of like my dead relatives. Like, no, it's like it's like Paul Frank. Like, or, it's not Paul Frank. The, the monkey? No. The that's that is what Paul Frank is. But I'm thinking of in the in the eighties and the nineties. They it was like all this rainbow colorful shit. Fuck. The fuck was it called? Lisa Frank. I don't know. Anyway. I'll believe whatever you say. Sure. Anne Frank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those Anne Frank photos. Yeah. It's very colorful. Oh my god. Oh. Famous uh, photographer that wrote that journal. <laughs> yeah. She wrote the book on photography. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we're going to hell. <laughs> um, Something about photo photographing furniture. Yeah. And uh, attics. <laughs> It always We're comes back going to, to hell. Every episode, it comes back to the Nazis. <laughs> it really does. Oh my it's God. usually you that brings it up, but what? I I'm French. <laughs> Just because you're French doesn't mean you can't bring up the Nazis. So obviously, in the in the 19th century, these photos were taken in black and white. Now, in the advent of technology, we have color photographs. Do you think color? helps or hinders the Ooh. emotional attachment to the photo? Hmm. I think, I think that's tough because black and white adds a lot of contrast and can make photos very dramatic. Yeah. Um, and obviously there, there's a little bit more of a solemn tone with black and white because your, your focus is more on, the subject itself as opposed to the overall content. Yes. Whereas colors, depending on 
in what state the corpse is when you're taking the picture could either help or hinder. Again, like you don't necessarily want to see your dead relative all dolled up, but if they are the color of a corpse, like gray, purple, whatever, then that might make it so much fucking worse. Right? Yeah, I was struggling with that one myself. Like, And like, <sighs> again, it, it depends on the nature of the picture, but I would want to remember the color of their eyes, for example, or like, you know, maybe a specific feature that I liked about them. And color is one of those things that it's, it's sensory information that helps kind of trigger all sorts of other memories. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know if I'd want to see like a picture of my husband's corpse with his eyes open though. Yeah. Like I, I, I I completely agree with the color, like the color of his eyes in, in my mind is very specific. And as soon as you said it, like triggers those like emotional responses, I'm like, yeah, Totally, but would I want to see that in death? Or would I want to remember that in, in life? life? Yeah. Or would it fade? Like, I, I, don't, I just wouldn't want it to... And similar to what you were saying with, um, like, your photogenic memory. <laughs> 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 um, I, you know, I, I see his eyes and I see a very specific color. And I think if that got muted at all in death, if that changed at all, if it paled, whatever mm-hmm. happens to your eyes in death, if that changed, would that replace the memory that I have of that color while he was alive? Yeah. And it, I'm glad you said that. Cause I, again, I was just thinking back to our death society episode when we were talking about, you know, my, my experience with my grandma and, and seeing her, kind of perfectly done up in the coffin and stuff versus seeing her while she was frail. Like I think, I think inaccurate depictions of your loved ones can really fuck with your grieving process. Yes. But on the flip side, you don't want to see something too traumatizing. That's going to make it that much worse. So it's, it's kind of finding that balance, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and and where is it? And is it? It's different for everybody, right? I mean, yeah. because you're having a third party do the makeup and do the hair for this person, mm-hmm. and like they didn't know them. So is it like if whatever Aunt May, it's all these Aunt Mays, like <laughs> May June, <laughs> Aunt May June, um, if she wore like really hot lipstick and then. And that was just how you knew her and that was fine. And that was her thing. And then as you know, a corpse, she, they kind of like muted all of her makeup. Like would it, 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 it would throw it off even more. It's like, I know she's dead, but there's something even more wrong with this. On the flip side though, like let's say aunt May June <laughs> died in, you know, a weird state, like, you know, no makeup, frumpy clothes, maybe she didn't put her wig on that day or whatever, and, like, unrecognizable because she never leaves the house without doing her makeup or putting her wig on. You know what I mean? They're God like, damn it, Aunt May. Right? <laughs> then that picture, the so-called natural picture, isn't going to look anything like her either. That's true. So. Ugh. I'm doing uh, the weighing options hand motion in case you can't hear that clearly. Oh. I can clearly hear that. I, I should. <laughs> I should talk to my cousin. Um, like I said, she 
she was a mortician and she she did the make I mean she did the embalming and and the the preparation and everything mm-hmm. but she's also done um she's had experience doing makeup and doing the um like the the preparation like to keep the eyes shut and to keep the mouth shut and to keep things the way they should be in death so i wonder what that like what the standard is or if there is a standard in that world mm. um maybe they have beauticians who do it i don't know i'll ask her i okay stay let's table that jenna okay. Hey. um so another thing i wanted to bring up was um there's a lot of not a lot, but when you, when a parent loses a child, like in the hospital, mm-hmm. like a stillborn baby or something, like they, I've heard that it's common that they will take pictures of stillborn baby because mm-hmm. it's, you know, you've been growing this tiny human for nine months, and you ex- you have all these expectations, and then when they come out, like something goes horribly wrong and you take a picture to kind of remember what you can't have. So I wonder, like, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't, I don't think I could do that. And that's what I was going to ask. Like what, what would you do? I mean, talking, I I don't like talking about the stuff when I'm pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't want to put it out there. Not that I'm, you know, I'm like you on the fence with all that kind of mystical stuff, but it's still like it, it rubs me in a way that I don't like. (laughs) It feels, um, I don't know that, that to me somehow feels disrespectful almost like it feels crass or I, I'm not too sure, but like if, if that were me, even, even in the old timey or whatever, I would probably more likely want to, um, represent the idea of them versus them themselves. So like if I were, you know, crocheting or quilting a blanket or something for them, I would use that to, as my reminder, as my symbol of, yes, this child did exist, but I have no memory of the color of their baby hair or their eyes or, you know what I mean? Like there, there isn't anything in their physical appearance that I'm attached to yet. So why would I want to preserve that in a photograph? I think that's exactly what it is though, is you, you need, you're only going to see them for whatever, how, I I don't know what the process even looks like when you have a stillborn, but um, like you only get to see their, you spend so long waiting to see their face and then you finally see it and then it's gone forever and you have no photos of them. So like, is it easier to cope to have an image of your baby that you'll never see again? Or is it better to just kind of like let that go? And I, I'm, I'm the opposite. I think I'd have to, I would have to have it. I wouldn't want to take the photo because I feel like no photo that I took would be good enough, Mm. but I, I, I don't know. I feel like I would have to hold on to it, not look at it every day and put it on display in the foyer or whatever, but like, I want to know that it's there so that I can remember what I've lost and somehow that would help me cope. I don't know. So as you're talking, the, the image that I'm conjuring 
uh, of you in the scenario isn't like of the baby. It's of like you holding bundle with Thomas kind of holding you. So it's more like the three of you, like you can't really see baby that much. You just see the family kind of. Yeah. You know, I would maybe want that. Yeah, I I would want a full, I was going to say a full frontal. Full on, <laughs> full on headshot for their portfolio. Yeah, well, I I feel like they'd still be a part of the family, no matter how gone they are. I guess it also depends on what stage, like how young they are. Like, well, if we're is talking it a- stillborn, then we're talking like fresh out of the womb. No, no, no. I, I mean, like, um, are they full term? Are they oh, creamy? Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Because uh, yeah. I think that makes a difference, too. I don't know. That's hard to say. I, I, <laughs> that's actually a good one. I think, I don't think it would matter for me. But I again, we're in hypothetical land where, like... So to somewhat take us out of hypothetical land, um, one of my closest friends is a nurse and she works, has always worked in maternity ward. She delivers lots of babies. Um, She has a lot of joy in her career, but obviously also a lot of tragedy. Mm -hmm. Um, So some, some weeks, some days are very hard because she is the one that zips clothes the tiny little body bag and takes it down to the morgue. Oh God. At the end of the day. Um, so, you know, it, it sounds as expected. It sounds like families are very, very different. Like it's completely split. Some want nothing to do with it. It's like, no, just, I can't even just get it out of here. Others want to hold it and don't want to let it go. Um, some people never claim it. Like you would a body from a hospital to have a burial or whatever. Some people just don't claim the babies. Yeah. And some people do. Yeah. So it's, it seems very diverse, very, very split. I guess that's just how, I mean, that's grief, right? I mean, yeah. you know, no, no two people grieve the same way, mm-hmm. but and it's, I don't know. I feel like with a baby, there's so much expectation of joy and like yeah, good fluffy feelings. And when that just, turns into the complete opposite it's like you don't even know how to function like I couldn't I I mean I couldn't imagine that happening like Mm -hmm. I I I hope it doesn't but like I I don't even know what I'd do I can say like oh yeah I I think I'd do this or I think I'd do that but until you're faced with that situation it's impossible to really tell yeah but I I think I would take a photo I I I, yeah. <laughs> Damn, Jeff. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think I would. I think, I think I would end up torturing myself with it. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't think it would be healthy for me, and I don't think I could not look at it. Yeah. Because I was just thinking, I'm like, well, what if I got them to, like, put it in an envelope or something? So, like, if I really want to, it's there, but I don't necessarily see it. I'm like, no, I would look at the envelope, and I wouldn't be able to look away. Yeah, I'd be like a telltale heart, right? Yeah. Yeah. I had had an ex whose older sister was stillborn, Mm -hmm. and his mom kept a picture of her in their, I think it was their living room, but, like, some were very public, and, um, like, the first time I, I... went over she was like oh you know this is 
you know, so-and-so, and this is, she was my first baby, and I was like, oh, boy, this, wow. And I don't know if that's just how you how you cope or if it's mm-hmm. just, like, let's get this out of the way so that it doesn't have to become an awkward thing later or what, but yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't want to take a picture of my, I wouldn't want <laughs> I wouldn't want to take, like, if my parents died, I wouldn't want to position them on the couch and, like, peel their eyes open or paint eyeballs on them and be like, oh, hey, there's mom and dad sitting on the couch. My parents have been divorced for, like, 20 years. (laughs) That (laughs) would be Separate couches is okay, though. (laughs) Sleeping on the couch. Okay. (laughs) They've got a death scowl on at each other. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, well, it's, I don't know, it's, well, not that they're the same, but, like, it's like getting your animals stuffed, like, I I was literally just about to say that. Of course you were. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, well, that reminds me, taxidermy. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Like, is it that, obviously, you know, pets are a very important part of your family, so do you want to keep them, like, do you want to keep them around, or do you just live in I think that's so weird. I think it's so weird that people stuff animals. I, yeah. I, I, I get it from... It's what you've hunted. Like, if, it, if it's, like, a trophy, mm. then it's, it's, like, okay, all right. But if it's, like, oh, this is mittens. <laughs> mittens. <laughs> mittens. Um, so there's the family cat. Let's just put her like, little stuffed body on the couch. I, tr- <laughs> I just picture, like... You're in your house, you're doing chores, you're vacuuming, you're like, fuck, I knocked over the cat again. So you gotta like prop him back up. <laughs> Dust this pussy off. <laughs> oh my god. Brush it a little bit. Oh. It starts purring and then you're just like, no, no, this is too much. <laughs> oh. My uh, my cousin actually did that with her, her cat. She had this cat for like, this cat was like 22 years old. Um. And she had this cat and she went, she went away. It's actually the same one who was a mortician and she went away to uh, New Zealand and her mom was taking care of her things. And and I guess she had put like the stuffed cat in her trunk. (laughs) My aunt opened it up and she was like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) At least that's the story that I took from the chat that I was witnessing, but (laughs) Oh my god, that's so It was funny. just like, she sent a picture and it was just like fluff in a bag. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh no, oh no, no. But yeah, I mean, if <laughs> I, I don't think I would, I'd want to bury my cats. Yeah. But I wouldn't want to stuff them. I wouldn't want, I don't know, something about little glass eyeballs following you around a room is just too much. And just like knowing that they're, I know they're stu- literally stuffed, but knowing that they're empty of organs, not that I would want <laughs> the organs in them, but like, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Ooh. Oh, you're hollow. Like, just a husk. Yeah. A husk with fur and glass. Just a really hard pillow. Like, oh, oh Jesus. Ew. <laughs> Sorry, like, I can. Again, I'm like, I'm picturing the vacuum scenario and I just can hear the sound that it makes when it tips over. (laughs) It's just like a hollow thunk. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, that that's really all I had, but I thought I would ask a couple questions about it because it. Yeah, that was good. It, it was emotional for me to be like, "What would I do? What would I do? What would Jenna do?" And then I started <laughs> thinking about what you would do. I'm like, I'm just going to ask her what she would do. <laughs> like, I'm going to make up this story, and then I'm going to ask her, and then I'm going to tell her that she's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that's usually how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> I form my own opinions of what people think, and then when they. Project them onto other people. <laughs> right. Does that does that make me um a politician? I was gonna say a psychopath, but I guess it's the same oh. thing. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Commentary on society. We're political now. <laughs> we are political. That we're group a, that's that color. Mm. Yeah, we're a karaoke <laughs> no, political podcast. Not race. <laughs> not race. We were talking about Nazis though, I mean that's true. We're not that kind of party. That is not the kind of party we want to have. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the sitting crooked party. Yeah. That's we're gonna we're gonna run in twenty thirty. <laughs> twenty thirty two. I don't know how <laughs> I don't know how years work. The next time the corpse flower opens. Oh god. We will run. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's the other thing, the smell. Like, how do you keep a still face when you're taking a picture of, like, these bodies that probably weren't embalmed? As long as you're not on selfie mode, it doesn't matter what face you make while you're taking the picture. But also rigor mortis. Like, I don't know if if that's initial and it fades after a while. Or, I don't know. I think it does. So there's probably a very specific time window that you have to work with. Oh, no pressure. Steph, we need to know. I got to That's my, that's my cousin. I got to ask her, I ask her all these questions. Ask a mortician will be our next thing. Yeah. <laughs> our next guest after Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> hard, hard to beat with all her breathing and whatnot. The Ellie dog generous show. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. I'm losing my voice. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. Uh, you fighting uh, a cold? You sound like you're sick. I am definitely sick and pregnant Aww. and unable to medicate. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's okay though. It's all right. Be fine. Well, if it makes you feel better, I have terrible allergies, and Josh had to, is having to sleep in a separate room because my snoring is so loud. Oh, damn! But I bought new nasal strips today, and I bought new. It's like little claspy things. That go in your nose. Yeah. And they like yeah. spread your nostrils out. Yeah. Yeah, girl. Try and Breathe that out. air. <laughs> yeah. Gonna try it. I'll let you know. All right. I just, I feel like, I feel like when my nostrils are too open, I can feel air on my brain and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like brain freeze? Kind of. It's like oh. when you take a really cold breath, you can feel it. On your forehead, but inside. Yes. I get that when I'm running. Yeah. When when running was a thing. It's like that. Like, I'm just so used to being congested that when I'm not congested, it feels like I'm breathing on my brain. Yeah. You need to, like, open it up about halfway. Yeah, just halfway. Just the the tip. Just the tip. (laughs) (laughs) Just the tip of the nasal spreader. Oh, God. The nasal pair of anguish. (laughs) (laughs) 
Nose of anguish. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Let's just keep saying yeah until we fade into nothingness. That's that's how uh, remixes work, no? Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. You, yeah. You. Yeah. You. 2018. <laughs> Say the Good year room. and yeah a lot. And, yeah. and your name. Oh, yeah. Sick, crooked. 2018. Is, yeah. <laughs> Featuring corpse flower. Sam Storm up in this bitch. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. If you ever take a photo of me after I die, make sure that Sandstorm is playing in the background. <laughs> I will do that because your corpse will know. It will I know. will take a picture of your dead body. I, I really hope ghosts are real because I would like to be one. <laughs> <laughs> Please tweet that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> I will. Oh, Damn. This is how this is how Twitter works now. I just yeah. say things. And you say, "Please tweet that," and then I will because I don't know how to come up with content on my own. Neither do I. That's like the first good tweet I've had in however long Twitter's been a thing. Right. <laughs> wow. I'll do it right now before I forget. More to come. Damn. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let us know your thoughts on death photography. Um, and if I missed something, I was just throwing out like fun facts, which is usually my style when it comes to my episodes but do you um, have any in your family like that you're comfortable sharing um not you but i mean general listeners oh like who have taken pictures of yeah not necessarily recently but if they have like old old photos of their like great great grandparents and they're like oh yeah surprise uncle fred's dead in this one i i don't know i can ask i feel like my family is the type, Steph notwithstanding, but my family is the type <laughs> that if I were to ask for that, I would be, they'd be like, why mm. do you need that in your life? You don't need to worry about that. Like, that's not a thing that young ladies should ask about. And I'd be like, young I'm 30. ladies don't ask about dead people. I'm not, I'm not a young lady. I'm an old maid. I'm like fucking 30, man. <laughs> Tell me all the death stories. Um, I don't know. I can find out. Okay. Listeners, you find out too. Yeah, let us know if you've got some weird old-timey dead relatives in your family photo album, in your photogenic memories. No, you know what I want to do? I want someone to make us a quiz, and I want us to have to guess dead or alive. Ooh! Like, if the person's dead or alive in the photo. I'm just going to make that for you if nobody does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would like to do it. Okay. Some of them are really good, though. I've got to tell you, like, because I was looking at a few... As, as you do and some of them are really fucking yeah they're really convincing i believe it yeah it's like i mean we're we're um aware of serial killers but it's like those tests um like in the early days of like geocities websites and they'd be like look at these 10 men i bet you can't tell who's a serial killer and it's like oh, albert yeah. fish and like you know, like all these these like nice, friendly looking old men with their curly mustaches, <laughs> and it's like, oh, fucking H.H. H. Holmes killed five hundred million people. Oh, 
That <laughs> only with corpses. And now you know. <laughs> now you know. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I, my voice is squeaking. I sound like I'm going through puberty yeah. as a boy. That's okay. Ah! I support you and your yeah. hormones. Aw, thanks. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, yeah, so check us out on Twitter. With I Jenna's. just tweeted. I did Je- just tweet. Jenna tweeted. Go check it out. <laughs> I, th- I think I like it. I like this idea. I think we'll make it a thing of like live tweeting while we record. Just like thinking of th- random things that we say. Yeah. Photogenic memories. <laughs> Something. I'm- Hashtag your photogenic memories. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> um, don't forget to review and subscribe. Uh, check us out on Facebook. Um, we've got a lot of really great feedback so far. Um, and it's so nice to see it. And it's so nice to hear from like listeners from 20 episodes ago, which we can say now. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I can't believe it. It kind of blows my mind. I Not that I didn't think we'd make it this far, but also I didn't think we'd make it this far. <laughs> yeah, it was like, okay, week to week, it's kind of like, okay, we'll see how we feel. And then I think we're both so self critical that like i didn't like that episode and then it comes out and we're like wow that's the best one i've done yet (laughs) (laughs) yeah um yeah so we just love hearing from you guys too and and knowing that you know there we have fan support out there and if you have any new topic ideas like we're all ears or if you feel that you're worthy of being a guest for some reason if you have like a weird (laughs) profession I'm serious. You come and grovel to us and prove your worth. <laughs> if you're worthy of being a sitting crooked guest, you <laughs> send us jerky and chocolate. Uh, <laughs> but also, yes, <yeah>, sorry. <laughs> you are not worthy. Yes, we want we want guests too. That would be that'd be very cool. Yeah, like we we have a few uh few kind of lined up but if you know sometimes i just see people in facebook groups being like hey fyi i do this for a living if you want any if you have any questions i don't even know most of the professions out there so if you have one (laughs) (laughs) and you feel like we might be interested in it let us know yeah for sure like an ama or something yeah that'd be cool yeah let you plug your whatever yeah yeah free ad space free ad space use us and we'll use you. We like being used. Oh. <laughs> well. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. Good. Good. 